You're listening to episode 50 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about how to create certainty that you will actually lose the weight and keep it off for life. I'm master at life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode. All right, so today we are going to go with a slightly different topic than I was originally planning. (laughs) Because this morning I woke up around 3 a.m. and I had a dream. (laughs) It was a crazy dream. And as I laid in bed thinking about it, I noticed something that's now inspired this entire episode because it's just such a great example. And so I actually got out of bed before 4 a.m. and came down to the office and started writing out all my ideas. It took me a little bit longer to put together than I was expecting, but that's okay. It's totally worth it. And I think just fits everything so well. Let me set the stage of this dream, okay? I had a lot of dreams last night, and I only remember bits and pieces at this point. (laughs) But for this part in particular, it was towards the end of my last dream. And it's me, my best friend from middle school named Kelly, and Scott Foley from 10 or 15 years ago. No beard, little scruff, looks really cute. Okay, now, in the dream, I end up marrying Scott Foley. Duh. But... I go back in time to when we first met in college, and for some reason, I'm wearing another university sweatshirt on the first day of school, and he comments on it as we're walking into this cafeteria patio section of the campus. So I have his attention, but there's also this sense of ease and calm there. I'm not clingy. I don't tell him, I'm going to marry you one day. (laughs) We go and sit on the patio table, and I don't sit directly next to him. I sit a few chairs down, more across from him. And somehow we all start singing some kind of song. And I don't remember the song now, but apparently I'm now composing music in my dreams. So that's fun. (laughs) Wasn't a song that I recognized. But the key here is that I was feeling really relaxed, maybe even a little bit flirty, because I knew we were going to get married. I was so certain, without a shadow of a doubt, 100%, I knew we were going to end up together because I was just somehow back in time. I wasn't worried about some other girl swooping in and stealing him. I wasn't thinking that I have to make all the right moves or make all the same choices. Otherwise, the butterfly effect would take over and we wouldn't actually end up together. No, I was back in time and I know how this story ends and I was certain of where we would end up. Now, this is such a beautiful example of the type of certainty we don't typically have when it comes to weight loss. Often we think about emotions as sabotaging our weight loss process, especially when it comes to emotional eating and some of the habits that we can pick up like that. But some emotions can actually be really helpful and useful. I'm not talking about excitement or motivated because those can come and go inconsistently. And let's be real, they are often attached to what the scale happens to say that day. But what I'm talking about are sustainable emotions that you can cultivate in order to be more successful in your entire weight loss journey. The number one most important, most useful feeling is certainty and truly believing that it is happening. It's working. 
You've got to be certain that you can lose weight, that you and your body at this time, at this moment in life can lose weight. You've got to be certain that it's inevitable that you hit your goal because you sure as hell are not giving up and certain that no matter what curveballs life throws your way, you will figure this out. If you were to imagine yourself at the end of the year and you've lost 40 pounds and let's say you come back to June 2022, you already know how this story plays out. You're not worried about what you can eat. You're not like, oh, crap, I'm here again. Oh, no, now I've got to do it all over. This sucks. You're like, no, no, we got this. It's fine. You lose 40 pounds, hon. You're good. You're golden. You just keep on with these habits. You stay focused. Don't worry if you get sick. Don't worry if you have a little hiccup. Don't worry if there's a week where you just feel kind of off. Don't worry if you've got travel or vacations. Don't worry about the holidays. Don't stress about these things. We've got this. Like if future you a year from now could come back and be like, hey, life a year from now is fan-freaking-tastic. Let me tell you why. You just got to keep going. You just got to stick with these habits. It's not that she's coming back with any kind of fear, doubt, hesitation, or reservations. No, she's coming back and she's like, this is happening. This is guaranteed. Keep going. It's working. That's what she's trying to tell you. That is future you. And that's what you need to be telling yourself every single day in order to foster and build that certainty and that belief in yourself. So on episode 39, I shared a little bit about my pregnancy story and how for a very long time, I'm talking like eight, 10 years maybe, I didn't want to get pregnant because there was so much fear and anxiety that I wouldn't be able to lose the weight after. I felt like I just had wrestled for so long with my weight and body image and size and all of these things. And I was like, why on earth would I voluntarily gain weight by getting pregnant? That sounds like the dumbest idea ever. This is an area that I have really struggled for a very long time. I'm not going to voluntarily sign up to struggle again. That sounds like hell. But because of the work that I've done on myself and my relationship with food and my body and exercise and a variety of other areas, it's really allowed me to get pregnant and then to feel peace about gaining the weight because there was so much peace and certainty that I knew exactly how I was going to lose it. I wouldn't have to cut out carbs or sugar or restrict any kind of foods. I wouldn't have to punish myself in the gym with more exercise. There was no fear. There was no anxiety. Now, there was some comparison because I have a human brain, just like everybody else. There were things that I had to get in check and things that I had to remind myself and self-coach myself on. That is normal. But there wasn't fear that it wasn't going to happen. I knew that it wasn't going to be a problem. I knew that I wasn't going to be overweight. Now, our brains like certainty, but sometimes we look for it in the wrong places. And this is why feeling certain about your weight loss goals might feel really hard for you. Now, as a reminder, certainty is a feeling, right? We can feel certain, which means two things. Number one, if it's a feeling, it is 100% within your control. It is 100% your choice to feel certain or to not feel certain starting now. Because number two, your feelings stem from your thoughts. So if I want to feel certain, I need to take every thought captive. I need to be so aware and so mindful of what I am telling myself and all the doubt, all the uncertainty, all the hesitation. I need to be so aware and conscious of all of those thoughts and redirect it. I need to be like, no, 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 we don't do that anymore. I don't talk to myself like that. I don't say those things. Nope. And I redirect it. 
and I purposefully, consciously tell myself new things. I think new thoughts on purpose. Now, I want to be clear on what I just said. I didn't say that negative thoughts never come up. I didn't say that you will always feel positive and you will always feel like you can do it. I didn't say that there will never, ever be doubt, uncertainty, or hesitation. That still can come up. And it's all about redirecting. And so I really want to emphasize this point and make sure that you really caught that. I said that we're aware and that we are conscious of these thoughts and these feelings that come up. And then we redirect and we purposefully choose to think new thoughts on purpose. So I just want to get clear that you can still be doing it right and doing everything perfectly, even if you still have the doubt and the insecurity and the fear come up. That is normal. That is part of having the human experience. We just don't want to sit in it. We don't want to indulge in that thinking. We don't give into it. That's not where we spend all of our time and energy. I'm actually adding this little section in after I finished recording the whole thing because I just want to hammer this home. All right, let's keep going. So how you talk about your weight loss goal, whether it's going to be hard or it feels daunting or you don't want to get your hopes up, that is 100% optional. You can choose to keep thinking that and creating a process that feels hard, that feels daunting, that always feels out of reach. Or you can choose to feel certain that this time will be different. And you can spend time putting your brain to work, finding all the reasons why this time is actually different. We need to start giving equal airtime to what is working, what is changing, how we are growing. So really focusing on what does make this time different? How can I feel certain in my ability to figure this out? Certain that I'm not going to give up on myself. Certain that I will get there no matter how long it takes me. Certain that I trust that this process will work for me. We see a few mistakes when it comes to feeling certain. Mistake number one is looking for past evidence as proof that you can do it now. So certainty is often something we lack because we're looking for this evidence to prove that we can do it now. Now, don't worry. <laughs> I have notes for an entire episode all about not having to prove yourself with weight loss. So we'll get back to that in just a little bit. But for now, I want to highlight the fact that when you look to the past to be your future fortune teller and prove that you can do something, you never get the answers that you want because so often we are trying to do things for the first time or we're trying to do something new. We're using a different process. So we don't have the evidence to prove that we can do it. And we use that against ourselves. And rather than looking at this is a good thing and we can trust the process, we can trust ourselves, we use it to fuel our disbelief. Well, I don't have the best evidence, so I don't know that I can do it in the future. I've never done this before. I've never lost weight and actually kept it off, so I don't know that it's possible. You can create feelings like disappointment, regret, and uncertainty because you're focused on all the times it didn't work, how you gain the weight back, how you're not sure that you can trust yourself around food, or you can choose to think something different. You can choose a new thought that is now going to combat that disbelief and it's going to help get you more into belief and into feeling certain. I wrote this thought down last week and I knew it would come back around at some point. And it's this thought of what if this time is totally different than all the past attempts? How is that true? Could that be true? Are you open to believing this? 
that may not feel 100% true for you right now, is it something that you're willing to believe or that you're open to believing? That's where we start to get the ball rolling. We don't have to go from a zero to a 10 in terms of belief. We don't go from total disbelief to 100% inevitability in an instant with just one sparkly new thought. No, we've got to get there in steps. And sometimes it's like a ladder. We're climbing a ladder in terms of our belief. That's totally normal. But are you willing to climb to the next rung? Are you willing to take that next step up? Don't use your past against yourself. Stop looking for proof that you can do something new or you can do something for the first time when there will not be any proof there. You don't need proof to believe something new. You don't need proof when you're doing it for the first time. And this is a great exercise is to write out 50 things that you have done for the very first time. 50, five, zero. Get out a notebook, open up a new Word doc, grab a piece of paper, and start writing down what are 50 things that you have done for the very first time. Now I want you to go up to 100. I want you to give me 50 more. Everything from eating solid foods to going to the bathroom on the potty by yourself <laughs> to riding a bike to getting an A to giving a presentation, right? There are so many things that we have done for the very first time. Driving a car, having a baby, teaching a baby to do things. There are so many examples that we can come up with in our entire lives as to how we have done things for the very first time. We've got to get back into that belief of, I can do this, I can figure it out. And we build that muscle of self-trust. More on that piece in just a second. But mistake number two is looking for a formula so that you can feel certain about creating your results. So we think that by having this formula for weight loss, I now get to feel certain. A lot of times the formula can look like eat this, not that, or just eat this many calories or this many carbs or this many macros. And it's that philosophy of just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But often that's not sustainable. We actually don't want to keep doing what somebody tells us to do. How many of you have ever tried the grapefruit diet? Or maybe it was a celery juice cleanse. Or maybe the hot dog and beets diet. That is a real diet, apparently, that somebody told me about this weekend. <laughs> I'm not lying. Okay, our brains like certainty because it helps us to feel in control and we know what we're doing. And most of us were likely trained this way in school. Memorize this info, get this grade, do these things, and it equals success. We like formulas. The problem with the diet formulas is that you could only do them for a short amount of time because it does not fit into your overall lifestyle that you want to have long term. So it doesn't work on vacation. You get tired of counting points or calories or trying to guesstimate what you ate when you were out, with, out to dinner or over at a friend's house. You get tired of saying no to food, feeling left out or feeling restricted. And this often leads to frustration. Frustration is simply the gap between expectations and reality. And I love this description of it. I'm pretty sure I am borrowing it from somebody else. I don't know exactly who now. But frustration is simply the gap between expectations and reality. The bigger the gap, the bigger the frustration. So if my expectation was that I was going to lose five pounds this month and I lose three, I might feel a little disappointed, a little frustrated, because there's a bit of a gap here with what I was expecting. Now, if the gap was I should lose 10 pounds this month and I lose three, now there's more frustration because the gap is bigger. And this is often where we can feel 
the frustration is with the scale <laughs> and expectations about how much we should be losing each week. Ultimately, the frustration strains your self-trust because the gap grows when you focus on where you are right now in this reality, but you keep comparing it to the expectations of where you should be. And so we lose that faith and confidence and belief in ourselves. We lose that self-trust because we're focusing on the negative aspects, on the gap. We're focused on what isn't happening and where we should be instead, and we're not. That's what we've got to clean up are those thoughts. That's how we start to shift them. As we've got to first become aware of them, we've got to recognize what is it that I'm actually thinking, and then we can redirect our brain. And it doesn't mean it has to be pie in the sky, unicorns and fairies. Everything is fabulous. We just get a little bit better. A 1% level up with your thoughts is just as good as a 1% level up with your food. But just having a formula and knowing what to do doesn't mean you'll actually do it. There is an aspect of certainty that does come from knowing what to do and where to spend your time, energy, effort, resources. But that's about 20% of the equation. The other 80% is learning how to get out of your own way and actually do it. So we need to address things like self-sabotage, procrastination, and the age-old, I don't want to do it or I don't feel like it. Because we all have human brains that are all going to say those things. That is normal. Nothing has gone wrong. We just want to learn how to work with our brains, work with our bodies instead of against it. And most of the time we focus on the formula because we don't want to get it wrong. We don't want to mess up or make a mistake or fail and have it take longer than it needs to. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to take the quickest path to the destination. But often we're looking at that because of what we're making weight loss mean about ourselves. Because so often it's, well, when I lose the weight, then I can feel the way that I really want to feel. So then I can feel strong, confident, sexy, attractive, proud, good enough, worthy, successful. Right? I can't feel that way until I lose the weight. So I better hurry up and do that so that I can feel this way. But again, where do feelings come from? They come from our thoughts, which means that we can start feeling that way about ourselves now. And this goes back to feeling like we have to prove it to ourselves and having to earn something. Whole nother podcast. Don't worry, it's coming soon. All these ideas are percolating. But we just want to be aware of what we're making weight loss mean and why we feel like we need this formula. And sometimes we create a false sense of certainty based on that formula when just having the formula and, quote, knowing what to do doesn't mean we're guaranteed results. All right, mistake number three, we're taught not to count our chickens before they hatch. Our entire mindset in so many areas of life revolves around don't get your hopes up. I know some of you can feel me on this. And trust me, I've been there many times. And really, this is just a fear of being disappointed. But disappointment is a feeling, and it's a feeling that you can handle. When we think about it, disappointment doesn't even feel like that big or that heavy or that powerful of an emotion. But it's so fascinating to see how this has played out even my, in my own life. I've been working with my own life coach this year, and it's so interesting to see how my decision making was made to prevent me from feeling disappointed. Like little things to big things. <laughs> how do I prevent myself from feeling disappointed? And a lot of times what ends up happening is I create pressure for myself. So I have thoughts that create the feeling of pressure 
and then I'm not taking the best action. I might be doing the things, but I'm not doing it from the right mindset and the right energy. And so I don't end up creating the results that I want. And it's been really interesting just to see all of this come around is like, oh, really? Like, I'm just trying to avoid feeling disappointed. And so a great question to ask yourself here, whether you notice that feeling for you might be disappointment. Maybe there's another feeling that you've been trying to avoid. Maybe it's rejected. But if I was willing to feel blank and insert your emotion. So if I was willing to feel disappointed, if I was willing to feel frustrated or to feel rejected, what would I be willing to believe about myself and my goal? What would I be willing to do today, this week, or right now? These are very powerful questions that if you take the time to answer them, will create the momentum and the change that you want to see in your life. So I'm going to ask it again. If I was willing to feel blank, to feel disappointed, to feel this way, what would I be willing to believe about myself? What would I be willing to believe about my goal? And what would I be willing to do to try to test today, this week, or right now? And I use the word willing very purposefully here. What would I be willing to do? And if we look at that, then we can start to see Okay, what are the things that I actually want to do? What am I interested in doing? What am I interested in trying? Not what do I think I should be doing or not what somebody told me one day that I I should be doing or I shouldn't be doing. This is not let's get into all of the shoulds. This is what am I open and willing to do or to think or to feel? And this is what can open us up to just that brainstorming opportunity. Like how can I get curious? Can I get curious about what all the things I'd be willing to try? And now can I pick one thing? That's it, one. We can brainstorm and make a list of dozens of different ideas, but then I want you to pick one action step. What's the one next step that you're going to take? What feels like the next best step? The way to create more certainty for yourself now is to start thinking different thoughts, to start thinking better thoughts. Better is always better. This is one of the biggest areas that I help my clients. I show them their unintentional thoughts the thoughts that hold them back and keep them stuck and frustrated. And I teach them how to think new things on purpose. Even when they've had these thoughts for years, even when it feels uncomfortable or when it might lead to an emotion like disappointment. Because these are all pieces to end emotional eating, to lose weight for life and to feel amazing in your body. Not just after you lose the weight, but starting now. And if you would some help creating a weight loss plan that works for you and your life, no matter what's going on this summer, no matter how many vacations, travels, graduation parties, birthdays, holidays, anniversaries, barbecues, no matter what circumstance life throws your way over the next three months, you will have a plan and you will know exactly how to respond to where you can still travel and eat out and enjoy the holidays and traditions and the people and all your favorite times because you feel confident and certain in your ability to lose weight. That is what I will help you do. And I would love to help you create the summer of your dreams, where you can have fun, where you can enjoy yourself, where you can make memories. And you can also create weight loss results for yourself. That is available to you. This is my zone of genius. This is what I love doing. And this is also how I help people the best. So if this is something you would like some extra help and support with, figuring out how do you do this for yourself, then I would love to chat. 
You can schedule your free consultation at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. I'll drop a link in the show notes as well, but find a day and time that works for you. Get on my calendar and let's set up some time to talk. And we're just going to get really clear around what's going on for you right now. What do you have coming up this summer? What do you really want life to look like? What kind of goals do you want to accomplish? And we'll look at where you want to be, not just at the end of the summer, but by the new year. Do you want to take lose weight off your New Year's resolutions list? Let's make that happen. It starts now. Here's to creating the life and body you crave. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.